beauty and skincare is always a hot topic around here, and today I want to tell you about a new product line I've discovered that I think you will like, Exponent Beauty. Listeners of the show will receive 20% off their purchase. More details on that in a minute. Exponent Beauty is a skincare brand with a line of activated anti-aging serums that are clinically proven to reduce fine lines and wrinkles. The beauty of Exponent Beauty is their innovative form factor. The powders are activated with a quadruple hyaluronic acid serum in their patented precision-dosed dispenser. The packaging is gorgeous, and the dispenser itself is refillable, so it has also reduced plastic waste. Exponent Beauty's line of serums can be found in med spas and spas and dermatologists' office around the country. The line is dermatologist-recommended and clinically proven to reduce those fine lines and wrinkles, and to increase brightness and radiance, and to firm skin without irritation. No more expired or underutilized products with Exponent Beauty, just high-quality skincare with ingredients that work. Go to ExponentBeauty.com and use code TELL20 for 20% off a purchase of $100 or more. That's Exponent, E-X-P-O-N-E-N-T, Beauty, B-E-A-U-T-Y.com and use code TELL20, T-E-L-L, the numbers two zero for 20% off your purchase of $100 or more. There's don't touch, just be still and don't touch anything. Cool? Cool. So cool. Welcome to this bonus episode of the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. This is going to be a conversation with me, Laura Tremaine, and my family, my husband, Jeff, who is a TV film producer-director, and our two kids, Lucy, who is 11 and in the fifth grade, and Finch, who is nine and in the third grade. I wanted to record this conversation as part of our family documentation of the global pandemic, especially now that we are at the official one-year mark of when the COVID-19 virus really started to affect our lives back in March 2020. A few weeks ago, at the beginning of March 2021, I released episode 106, 10 Questions to Mark One Year of the Pandemic. And in that episode, I gave you 10 questions that you can take to your journal or to a friend or to do what we did and have a family conversation about what the year has looked like for you. In our conversation here, we don't answer every single question from that episode, but we do use them as a framework to talk about the challenges and the joys of the last year where we have spent most of it here in our home in Los Angeles. If you decide to have a conversation like this with your family or with kids, partners, parents, grandparents, Consider recording it either on video or on audio. Most smartphones have a built-in way to record yourself. On an iPhone, you have a voice memo app. It is native to your phone. And in my experience, if you're recording just the audio, it usually makes people less self-conscious than if there's a camera on them. It also takes up less space on your phone if you're using your phone or a tablet. So that's something to consider. If you don't think that recording the conversation in your life is feasible, then maybe just think about writing the answers down on paper as a way to record your thoughts and memories here, record your loved one's thoughts. But of course, making it permanent, it is not a requirement. You can always just have a great conversation as a way to build connection or just to mark this milestone. Our family has recorded several of these conversations over the last year The first just three weeks into the pandemic, episode 59 from the end of March 2020 is called Marry the Person You Want to Quarantine With. The Tremaines wave hello. And then in June of 2020, 10 weeks later, on episode 69, we released a bonus with 22 things our family has watched in quarantine. If you want to hear more from us, we really need to do an update on that one because we have watched so many things since last summer. But now, exactly one year into the coronavirus pandemic, the Tremaines are waving hello again. 
Okay, we're recording this conversation. We're sitting down today to talk a little bit about we have been in this pandemic almost exactly one year. So the pandemic started before this, of course, but it really started to affect our lives this week, one year ago. So I just wanted our family to sort of reflect back on the last year and sort of talk about what the time was like, if it felt longer than a year, if it's gone by quickly. Does anyone want to just first comment on like, does it feel like it's been a year or does it feel like it's been 10 years? I thought it felt like 10 years because like a while ago when you reminded us it was 90 days in, I felt like that was like five years ago. And now here we are at truly a year. Yeah. And Sometimes when you think back to things, it feels like that was so long ago. And other times, sometimes it feels like you, it hasn't been that long. So I ask these 10 questions on the podcast, trying to get people to also have these conversations in their families or journal about this time or whatever. And the very first question that I asked was, what was it like just before the pandemic changed so much of our life. So what was the beginning of 2020 like just before all of this happened? Does anyone want to say what they remember about the beginning of last year? It was very unexpected. <laughs> I thought it was going to be another normal year, like at school and stuff. Mm-hmm. It was out of the blue. What I remember about just before it happened, we had you know, happily busy lives. You went to school five days a week. You were gone all day, every day. And then some days you had activities after school. I worked during the day. Daddy worked during the day, but he didn't work in the house. Like we just had a lot of things we were juggling all the time. But like you said, Finch, I thought it was just going to be a normal year. At the beginning of 2020, I had just turned in my book. I was looking forward to planning a bunch of, you know, book stuff for the rest of the year. Daddy was going to make a movie last year. So he was just going into production on a movie. He had another movie that was about to premiere in theaters everywhere. Jeff, do you want to speak to what you were thinking at the beginning of 2020? Like you said, I was gearing up for a, a busy year. And uh, we did not see this coming. It really rerouted your work plans in particular. Mine sort of stayed on track, but... For the Eric Andre movie, it disrupted that the most. What's Uh, that movie called? Bad Trip. We were going to premiere at the South by Southwest Film Festival. uh, And it was all go. We had a theatrical date set. And then all of a sudden... It started like, oh, we're thinking about closing the office. Oh, it just didn't seem real. It didn't seem like that's possible, that it's going to actually cancel the film festival and cancel our theatrical release. And also we had just started filming Jackass 4. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. You're okay to say that? I don't know. That's what happened. I remember that bad trip the original premiere date like it was going to be in theaters april 20th and south by southwest would have been at the very end of february right so it was going to premiere there and then it was going to be in theaters april 20th and then when the film festival got canceled we still thought it was going to be in theaters though like you just can't yeah it didn't seem plausible it seemed like all right we're just going to be careful for a few weeks and it's going to blow over Right. Which was really stupid thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, it feels stupid now, but in the time, I mean, we just had no concept of... Except for all you had to do was look look at China and look how they're dealing with it. And then and then we could see Italy. And you, you could see it coming. Like, this is going to happen here. I mean, I just... It was hard to fathom, though. Mm-hmm. It was. That's true. Even as we started wearing masks at the office and spacing out at the office, we were gearing up the office to space out, but we had no intention of shutting the office, the production office. Mm-hmm. And then... 
so then that movie you were starting to make, that other movie, obviously it shut down. The kids' school shut down. And still, I thought, you know, this will just be a few weeks. Like, did anyone else think that? I thought it would only be like a month because, like, um, at school, it was a Friday. And then, there, I mean, no, it was a Thursday. And then um, they're like, we might not be able to come back tomorrow, but it's probably going to be, we're just going to go back, but we might have to wear a, like, space out a little bit because there's, like, a virus. And then on Monday, we couldn't go back to school for, like, another, that would be maybe another year until we get to go back to school after that. But we didn't know that. We No, we had no idea. We, I thought it was just going to be, like, a month or something, or even just, like, a week. We had spring break kind of right around this time, and our school has a two-week spring break. And so I really thought, well, we'll go back after spring break. And so, yeah, that would have been about a month total, maybe. I thought we'd go back mid-April. And then, obviously. I remember the rumblings of, oh man, school, they might not go back to school over the summer in July. And I'm like, no, that can't be. That doesn't sound right. No way. I remember Gosh. on Thursday, so it was on a Thursday where we had to take in our backpack, like, our, all of our school supplies. The teachers, it didn't. It was because on Friday we didn't have school because the teachers were going to talk about what they were going to do. And on Thursday they told us to take all of our stuff. They still didn't expect us to not come back, but just in case. And then we didn't. And then we thought it would just be like a couple of weeks and then we would be back. Like it would just pass over. Then it's And then as the year went on, we still weren't coming back. There was, like, people saying that they didn't think we would be back until the next grade, until fifth grade. And then, once we got to that point, it was like we might not even come back after halfway through the school year. And it's even more than halfway now, and we only get to go back only three days a week, I know. But let's not jump to now first. Let's, let's talk about the earliest days of the pandemic, so... We didn't have any spring break plans last year. We maybe were going to go to Oklahoma to see my family. We decided not to. So obviously we stayed home. That was at the earliest days where Los Angeles was in a really strict lockdown. And then that went on through April and into May. What do you remember around those earliest weeks? I'll tell you what I remember being home all the time, which now feels regular, but was like crazy feeling at the beginning. I remember we tried to do fun things, like especially because it was supposed to be spring break. And so we were trying to just like make things be a treat and be fun, even though we were at home all day, every day. And we did those underwater photo shoots. I remember that. And then I remember playing some family games, like board games and stuff in the beginning. And I also remember that... It started raining. It ended up just by coincidence, because this is not the time of year when it is this way, usually in L.A. It rained for like a couple of weeks right at the beginning. And that felt so ominous to me because when the weather, you know, in L.A., we're not used to having to think about weather. So when the weather was bad and we couldn't leave the house and there was a lot of fear, like I didn't know. We weren't even sure how scared to be. It felt very scary to me at the beginning. Does anyone else remember what they thought in those early months? Um, I thought, <laughs> I didn't really know what it, I was confused pretty much the whole time. I didn't know why we couldn't leave really. Like I just, I was just thinking kind of what Lucy said, like it would just pass over after a couple of weeks. And then after that, it, it, I not like it was, we couldn't leave the house for a little while. So I was just confused pretty much most of the time. Do you feel like Daddy and I didn't do a good job of explaining it then? Like, did mm, No, I think that it was confusing because at the time, we didn't know anybody who had gotten the virus. We didn't know or really have heard about anybody we knew who had gotten it. So it kind of felt like, well, why are we doing this then? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That is it a didn't, good point. It didn't truly feel real. It just felt weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I do remember the first family that we knew, 
but the first kind of person that we knew got the virus. It was crazy. Our friends and neighbors. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's in the medical field, so he almost assuredly gotten it from a patient. And we were shocked. It felt shocking at the time. Now, I feel like everyone we know has gotten it. But at the time, that first one felt like very scary, like especially because that family was our neighbor. And so it felt like it was so close to home, you know, like, do y'all remember that? Yeah. Yeah, because when you heard it, it's like, it's even possible, it is possible. Right, it's possible, that's right. And then the first holiday we had, or kind of the first big, besides spring break, kind of the first sort of momentous thing that we had to celebrate at home (laughs) was Easter. And... That ended up being, as I look back at the year as a whole, Easter last year ended up being a really special memory because what did we do? We Zoomed with a... Usually we go to Oklahoma and do Easter with our grandparents and cousins, but we Zoomed instead this year. We Zoomed and then we dyed eggs like um, like we would always do at in Oklahoma. But, like, we're all on Zoom, like, on different cameras, and it was, like, fun. Yeah, four different families on the Zoom, dying the eggs at the same time. And Mommy didn't know how to work it. I didn't know how to work what? Zoom. My gosh, doesn't that seem weird that we didn't know yeah, how to work Zoom? Oh, yeah. yeah. But now Zoom is, like, <clears throat> the most commonly used word in Yeah. House. I know, it's so funny. It's funny to think we had, like technical problems on that Easter Zoom. And I remember thinking I took pictures of it and I thought it was so surreal that we were doing a holiday over the screens. But at that point, it had been weeks. We'd been at home for weeks. And so it felt like even though it was on the screen and kind of sad, it was also like amazing to connect. It was one of the first times that I felt like you can connect over screens. Like this can be meaningful and fun you know, it's not the same, but it was one of the earliest times that I thought, okay, this isn't, you know, all is not lost in terms of doing some special things, you know? Mm-hmm. Y'all know that I love to play games on my phone to unwind, and I am always looking for a new one to download. And I recently ran across Two Dots, and I want to tell you about it. Two Dots is a free-to-download, puzzle-based game that involves connecting dots through relaxing puzzles while unlocking levels and collecting prizes along the way. There are different gameplay modes to make the experience unique and exciting with every single puzzle. There are over 5,000 distinct puzzles with various power-ups and special dots ready to earn as you move through the levels. The in-app music and visually stimulating interface provide a soothing experience when you just want to relax and unwind. Not only is Two Dots free to download, but it can also be played without internet connection. So playing on the go offline is a breeze. And if you don't want to play alone, you can challenge your friends on Facebook as well as connect with the larger Two Dots community for even more engagement. If you're looking for the perfect game to help you relax but also keep you engaged, download Two Dots for free on Android and iOS. With sunshine, outdoor activities, and so many fun things to do outside, it is impossible not to enjoy all of these good weather days up ahead. Of course, we all know that more sun and fun means more sweating, and yes, more odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi. Lumi is the first of its kind in the full-body deodorant world and is seriously safe to use on any and every part of your body. It was created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how regular body odor was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. I especially love that Lumi deodorant is baking soda and paraben-free. It is also pH-balanced for safe use on all areas of your body. You can choose from a variety of fresh scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, and toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash or deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code U at lumideodorant.com. That equates to 40% off your starter pack when you visit Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T, Dot com and use code U Y O U. What's the next question? I felt like it was very 
even now, I just it, it's hard to motivate. Do you feel that like there's just something that still doesn't feel quite right? Like I, I think it's because we work in our sweatpants and we just don't get up quite for the day like you, I normally would at least. And there's just something slightly. I mean, we're, we're getting through it, and, we're, and I'm doing a lot of creative stuff, and it's. But I just don't feel as prepared. And, and prepared, or I think I just feel like half of me is still in bed. <laughs> like, yeah. well, in our family, like we really fell into that. You know, we embraced the the <laughs> laziness of it all. Not that we were being lazy, but. We don't change into regular clothes. I feel like a lot of things, it's like the energy level is lower. I know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like we, I didn't do my hair and makeup. We didn't clean the house with any kind of fervor. We didn't like, so everything kind of got like low key a mess. We were a mess. The house was a mess. Meals are a mess. Yeah. When normally we would have like more structure or organized or things would be, there's just, there was an energy level of blah. Yeah. A little bit. It's just that unknown lurking over us. Like, how is this going to play out? How are we... I don't know. I just always felt a little bit burdened by that. Not too bad. It didn't stress me out so much. It just... The burden of the unknown. Like, if we had known it was going to be a year, maybe we would have made some different plans or maybe we would have just been a little more deliberate about everything. But just the unknown of it. Mm-hmm. Kept us in neutral for like months at a for time. Months, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was hard. I'm sure that's with everybody. What do we think were some of our coping mechanisms over the last little while? We've just sort of mentioned that we wore sweats and jammies all day, every day. Everything kind of got messy. But what were some of our other coping mechanisms? What's a coping mechanism? Like, what did we use to make ourselves feel better, make the time go by quicker? Or, like, what did we turn to that was a comfort to us during this time? Like, for me, I drank so much Dr. Pepper, way too much Dr. Pepper. While we're doing this, there's two Dr. Peppers on the table next to us. Okay. What are you trying to do? Tattle on me? What were your coping mechanisms? What did you find to be fun? How did you make the days go by? I think screened was a big part of it. I want to talk about screens because I think we had some really pretty great screen rules before all this that I felt like worked. I am not anti-screen. I like screens. I like you having screens and, and being technically savvy and all of that kind of thing. And before the pandemic, we did no screens during the weekdays, which was honestly not that hard because you were at school all day and then usually had activities and then dinner and then bed. You know what I mean? It wasn't like there was a ton of downtime. We had screens on the weekends and it was fairly unlimited, but also pre pandemic unlimited screens on the weekends still wasn't that unlimited because we were often doing things on the weekends. We had stuff to do. Well now suddenly in the pandemic, we were home all day, every day, seven days a week with no, other activities and I think that we all turned to our screens and now here we sit a year later and I think maybe we have some screen problems oh, definitely does anyone here want to speak to screen problems Benji <laughs> daddy you're the worst you're oh. the worst one here yeah daddy well for you guys it's how we connect with our friends it was like the only way to connect with your friends the only way to Play with your friends was over your screens. And playing games was actually a nice thing to do when you have to fill a whole day. Like, there's so many fun games online. And, I mean, we did other stuff. Puzzles and Legos and stuff. But really, screens won out. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this changed your relationship to screens? Or do you think as the world opens back up and you go back to school and things like that, you'll be able to back off on how much screen usage you I have. I think screen usage would back off once we go back more, like school more, because we get to see my, our friends more. Yeah, because I think that when we come back from school, we don't have time for screens anyway, because 
most of the time we have an activity after school, mm-hmm. and then we have homework and and then dinner and stuff. So you don't really need it. And whenever you do have extra time, which isn't even that often, you can draw or do a project or whatever or homework. <laughs> yeah. What do you think was the biggest challenge of the whole year on the whole? Because I'm bringing that up now because to me, I think actually some of the screen time stuff is such a blessing that we were able to have screens. It's also sort of turned out to be a bit of a curse. What were some of the biggest challenges that you saw? Like that are about screens or just in general? In general. Um, One of the challenges I had were connecting to my friends like through a screen, like it's not always a ideal for like I kind of sometimes I just want to see my friends in person like the first time I saw them was already like my friend was like six months into the pandemic like in person so that was one challenge I think yeah that was a big challenge not seeing the people we love does anyone else want to share a challenge well I I do agree with that because like Especially before the pandemic, I had been getting to see my friends more and more and going to their house or them coming to our house like extra a lot. And then to suddenly not see them at all whatsoever kind of felt weird. And it was hard because everyone had different screen time rules and stuff. So even it was hard to even FaceTime them or Zoom with them. Yeah, it took a while before all of us parents threw away all of our principles and just let you be on screens whenever you want. And now we're all at that level. So you guys just get to be on your screens all day, every day. We're not on our screens all day, every day. <laughs> what about Lucy? You also can't play. Lucy, you were um, really thriving in school sports, and then all of a sudden... That stopped. Yeah, because we were, so we had done basketball. So in, like, our school, we do three sports per year. So those three sports for the girls are basketball, soccer, and volleyball. So I had done basketball, and it was fun. And then I did soccer, and it was fun. And we had just been, we had just started practicing for volleyball, which was actually really new sport to me. But I had a friend who knew it and was good at it. And we had just started and we were like literally about to be put on teams. And then we were shut down and we couldn't go to school or we couldn't do anything. And me and my friend actually ended up joining a different team a, a club team out of school for volleyball only in the winter though after right. we'd been in the pandemic for like yeah. eight months that, it took a while though yeah wasn't that kind of hard on you Lucy because you really seemed like you found a new group in right. your school sports uh-huh yeah so it was hard I'll tell you one of my big challenges over the last year is I am a real introvert like I like to be alone. I like long hours <laughs> alone. And that's how I recharge. That's how I get energy is by being alone. I don't get energy by being with other people. And in fact, being with other people, even the people I love the most in this world on the couch, too much time with other people, it makes me really tired and cranky. And so it was very hard for me in the beginning. I do think I've evened out a little bit. I mean, I still feel it some, but the first few months of so much together time. Even though there's no one else on the planet I'd rather be with than us, I still was like, it was hard to have no alone time. Does anyone else relate to that? Am I the only introvert in our yes, family? I like to be alone. Did you notice that? Like, you haven't had any alone time? I did not have any alone time, no. I didn't mind it that much. Like, it didn't, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it might. Mm-hmm. Once it went on for like two months, I knew it might go on for a little. I I thought it might go on for like another two months even, but I never thought it would be on until next until twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um, but like, it just didn't bother me that much. 
Like I found time to be alone. Well, we're lucky because we have a house that's big enough where we can be in separate rooms and close the mm-hmm. door if we want. Not everybody has that. You know, so I do feel like that was one thing that made it a little bit better. Jeff, what was your biggest challenge? Well, hold on. But Finchie, you're, you're more naturally a homebody. Has it sort of... Um, yeah, so, yeah. Has I, it ruined that aspect for you? Or do you like you don't mind the fact that this has forced you in home so much? Um, some it, It's kind of both. I do like staying at home. <laughs> I am a homebody, but also, like, I like going places still. Like, mm. I would... Like going to like soccer game, like those soccer games. I'm on a soccer team, so like playing this uh, things like that, I couldn't do. So I like going up to like dinner and things, but I couldn't mm-hmm. during the pandemic. But on the whole, you probably didn't mind. Yeah, no, I did not mind it that much. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, that does make me want to talk about like so we've talked about all the <laughs> sort of all of the hard things or some of the hard things over the last year, but let's talk about what was good about this. Like what, as we move forward in life, what we're going to look back on and think, well, actually that time was valuable or special or anything like that. Does anyone want to say something about that? We, even though we were kind of shut down, we did do some fun things. Like we went to Utah for, we road tripped to Utah for a little bit. It's the first time, Obviously, it wasn't that long of a car ride compared to what some people do. But for us, we had never really done trips in a car for that long. So 10 hours. And we stayed there for a little bit with a friend. And then almost right after that, we went to Napa, which was five hours. So still not super long, but still longer than we usually have ever done mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. those were really special trips we did those trips back to back in august august september and you know we had barely seen hardly any friends that was like the first time we did something yeah that was a really special trip we'd never road tripped before that was fun i agree with that what else was good we've watched more movies than yeah we yeah we started and completed two main things the marvel movies which was like so fun it was a really good series of it's not even a tv show it's a series of movies but i kind of liked how we did it because we weren't didn't think we'd be interested until they're all out and so we got to do it in order but that was fun and then we also watched the Cobra Kai show, which was also super fun. Like, it was a fun project doing the Marvel movies. And, like, Cobra Kai, it took us, like, a while to actually watch it. And then we finally watched it, and we really liked it. And The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian. We watched The Mandalorian as a family. We watched WandaVision as a family. Yeah, uh, yeah, WandaVision. The kids and I watched all the important Rocky movies. Oh, uh Oh, that was at the very beginning. Yeah, that was at the very beginning. Yeah. Finch got really into watching World War II movies and has watched a lot yeah. of war movies. <laughs> Probably more than he should have. Yes. Maybe seen a little more than he should be seeing. <laughs> My standards for what the kids are allowed to see has changed. I love that y'all watched every single Marvel movie and I watched a few. I actually want to do a whole episode just on that, a separate episode, because I really want to document that project and how how you felt about it because on the Marvel movies and again this is sort of a whole separate conversation but it ended up being like something that we talked about or referenced all through the pandemic like it was really good conversation and plot points and characters and you know I feel like it they just come up all the time now mm-hmm. and that's sort of I mean I will I will always personally kind of tie certain parts of the of certain characters and things in the Marvel movies to like the pandemic because it felt yeah, like me it, too. it took up a lot of our headspace during that time sure. yeah um so just like fun pretty much just to watch everything like um like we all pretty much have this are on the same page about everything when we watched it 
So, like, talking about it wasn't, like, fun. Mm -hmm. Same with The Mandalorian. Same with everything that we watched as a family, I feel like. Just ended up being good conversations for that week or whatever, you know? Really good. I love that we started doing that. You know, we didn't do that as much. I know you guys went to the movies some with Daddy and everything before before the pandemic. We'd not really done that sort of family movie night time so intentionally as we did in the pandemic. Well, and before I, the pandemic, for us, we were almost exclusively still animated movies and very... Right, the kids were kid, in... Kid-like movies. Yeah. And early on, that's when it, it all changed right during the pandemic. And I don't know if it's pandemic-related or we just watch more stuff, but the fact that these kids like... The, we started with the Rocky movies, right? That was like the first one. And no, I was they, like, wow, they like that. I didn't expect you guys to... Because you hadn't seen many grown-up type movies. Yeah, um, that's right. And they liked it. And, and they liked it. And they got it. They understood it and, and caught the nuance of it. And so we kept going with that. And we saw a bunch of other cool stuff. And we wanted to watch more. And more of the Rockies. And then sometimes we would take a random break and watch some random movie we found mm-hmm. and then move back to whatever we were watching. Like just some random thing that we found. But it really Sunday. opened up the whole new world for us to I get to show you some of the classic movies that I liked when I was a kid and Yeah, we watched The Princess Bride. Yeah, we watched a lot of cool stuff. I fell asleep during the Princess Bride. I know you did. But it it did change sort of how we take in entertainment as a family a little bit. We definitely moved out of the little kid years. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To some big kid years. Maybe a, maybe a smidge early, but it's okay. It's not every day that you find a product that you truly love and want to shout about from the rooftops. Well, friends, I have found something that I am genuinely excited to share with you today, and that is Born Shoes. Born Shoes are made with the best top quality leather with functional stitching and flexibility. They are lightweight, but they're also supportive. They are great for all casual occasions, extremely comfortable, and especially good for travel. The brand recently gifted me a pair of the Ithaca style sandals. Of course, they are beautiful. The footbed has extra foam for added comfort and with a slight heel for lift. I am positive that I could walk all over London in this pair of shoes, just like I did in my Born Sandals last summer. Born Shoes offers sandals, flats, boots, and heels in several styles and color choices. Take comfort in Born Shoes. Every season, they make high-quality shoes that feel as good as they look. With artistic touches, unparalleled craftsmanship, and exquisite materials, Born designs shoes to satisfy the demands of every lifestyle. Go to bornshoes.com for a 15% discount plus free ground shipping on all full-price shoes when you use my promo code TELL. That's born, B-O-R-N, shoes, S-H-O-E-S, dot com and use promo code TELL, T-E-L-L, for 15% off and free shipping. Available exclusively to our listeners for a limited time. What other beautiful memories do you feel like we made like, I liked all the family time. I That did not bother me. Besides the introvertedness part that I like to be alone. But I did feel like that it was a gift to have a lot of downtime together without so much busyness. Just being together. I do think there's some things I would do differently. What would you do differently if you'd known at the beginning that it was going to be a year? What would you have done differently? I think that we all would have really planned out the year before we started doing random stuff or being on screens too much, kind of making rules almost of what can happen and what shouldn't. Do you think we would have stayed in the city all this time if we'd known? No way. (laughs) No way. I think that we would have, not for the whole time, Obviously, because then you would start... I I wouldn't want to go for too long because I would... Might, like, regret not being in this house. And I would have regretted not taking advantage of the time we could have spent here. So I am glad that we were kind of in our house. Yeah, I don't know how much we would have done that different. I think we did do pretty well with it. Like, we did get to the lake safely and... So that we did do some, we're a traveling family, I would say. And 
at least we did get to do some of that. For me, I think it would have just unburdened it a little bit. If I knew what it was early on, I think I could have wrapped my head around it a little differently. You would have been less stressed. Probably maybe. less. Yeah, like I don't know what to call it because it wasn't super anxious or even super stressed. It was just a like a, a headache or something of it. Like <laughs> it's really hard to not know. Yeah, it was. A, I wouldn't say it's caused me a ton of stress or a ton of anxiety, but there was just this looming, uh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Now, I have had to work as much as I've ever worked in my whole entire life. That would have been true, pandemic or not. My work ramped up times 50 because of the book, uh, because of the podcast, you know, because of some other opportunities. But my work life got super intense in a way that wouldn't have allowed us to just you know, we weren't totally free. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously we weren't free. We were <laughs> in a restrictive lockdown, <laughs> but like we weren't free to have just like left. I needed to work. I, I wasn't, we weren't going to go be able to just be somewhere else. You know, there was a lot of things we were kind of working around, but I do wonder if we would have stayed in the city, if we'd have known how long it was going to be how restrictive Los Angeles is compared to other parts, which I understand why that was an enormous population on top of one another. But would we have stayed here if we had known how long it would be? I don't know. Okay. So then lastly, this is the last question I asked on the show about reflecting on one year of the pandemic. What will you carry forward from this time? What do you want to keep? from this time that, you know, you, you want to carry forward. So either like a habit or an attitude or a, you know, something you learned. Um, I think in the future when we are to a point back to normal, we will really appreciate being where we are, like going to the store and acting normal or going to school, we will really extra appreciate it and think about it and be like, this is crazy. We used to not even be able to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I, that's, you said exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Okay. Like, Go ahead, Pinchy. Um, I, Yeah, I think we should be more thankful about like going to places because we know we've been through this and... um. Like, I feel like if you were, like, talking to your friend, but you guys were close, you would probably not do that, like, as much. You'd be like, COVID. Yeah, I also think that we will feel a little more uncomfortable with germs and things. And we'll get into a habit of always sanitizing and washing more and still feeling a little hesitant to hug people or touch them. Yeah, that makes me sad a little bit that we will maybe hold other people at a distance that we didn't before. I understand why, but it's sort right. of sad. But I, I think the kids, really, that, that, I agree. Like, right now, just in the limited opportunities we have to even eat outside, I've just I've appreciated a few meals out more than ever before. Or even getting food delivered from a place. Just been very present with it and very much enjoying it much more than I used to yeah we took a ton of things for granted before Mm -hmm. real quickly on the same topic do you guys want to say anything about what school was like for you I mean you had to do online school our school did an excellent job of it but now that you're able to go back a couple of days a week do you feel grateful in that same way you're describing like when you're at school to have the teacher in the room with you yeah because Even, like, through online school, it was hard to remember all your work and what you had because your teacher wasn't there to constantly remind you and stuff. And and as soon as we went back, we all kind of, like, were there and we knew what we were doing. We knew how to act and how to do our work. Like, Like you gained some independent skills, really. Yeah. yeah, like, mm-hmm. really, even at school, things have changed, knowing that, that 
now the teachers know that we can deal with doing things on our own without their constant attention on individual people. And I also, it was like so weird. I went to school one day and we had a test on paper <laughs> and it felt so weird. <laughs> that is weird. There are a few things that I want to carry forward that we didn't do much of. I rarely got Instacart. I only got Instacart like in an emergency before, really, when I was really pressed for time. Now we get our groceries delivered <laughs> every week. And I, I gladly will pay the surcharge for that because it does save me time and stress. Same with food delivery, etc. We did not get takeout very often most of the time because we went out to dinner more often of course so like we didn't need to get takeout at home and also I always would balk at the price it costs a lot more to get your dinner delivered than it does to cook it or even to go eat at the restaurant costs more and so I always hated that because you pay more and then it's also not as good as it is in the restaurant which is still a little bit true but now I feel like there's just some convenience things that I did not take advantage of before that I do realize now, you know, save you time or energy or are worth the money or they're not. There's some things I've learned that are not worth the money. But when you're forced to sort of change up how you live, you're, you're forced to. I mean, we were forced to. Then you kind of learn like, oh, this is actually really nice or, oh, this is not worth the dollars or whatever. You know, it's. That's been something to think about. But as far as carrying things forward, I think what you guys are saying is mine as well. Just a gratitude of how amazing our world is and how great it is to go shopping and eat dinner and see friends and hug and go to school and go to sports and, you know, all of these things that we just thought were normal life. I mean, they were normal life. I don't know that we'll ever take them for granted again because we know what it's like to live without them without them for a, almost a full year. We were able to return to sports a little bit in the fall, which is amazing. And in the last month or so, we've been able to go to restaurants safely outside a couple times. And each time feels amazing. You know, so we're creeping back there. You guys started a few days of school. Jeff has been able to work a bit. So we're slowly getting back, but even still, it's like, you know, feels like a miracle every time there's something else we can return to, you know. I'm looking forward to less Zooms, but I'm also thankful that I've learned how to Zoom, and I've done some Zoom just even last night. I just love Zooming with people around the country, getting these little... The friends that I don't get to see very... I never would have done that without this pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, even with some work things, it's it's been very positive that I hope to continue uh, the freedom of being able to work in a certain way is pretty interesting. But also, now I have a comfort with it to just group with friends that I wouldn't normally even contact or see. We get these little groups together, and it's really fun. Yeah, you did a college friend Zoom last night, which was fun. You've done that a few times. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, actually, say more about that in a work sense, because you were forced to figure out how to do some remote editing, work mm-hmm. with an editor over Zoom who's editing your work. Yeah, and, and creative powwows. That once we got used to it, it took a while to get used to it. But once we started, we finally were able to be really productive. And, and you don't all have to be sitting in the same room. You can be on a Zoom and get the same. It's, it's not 100% the same, but it, it is effective. I mean, it's hard to... You can't ever replace the energy in a room. But do you think, you know, of all being in the same room, I mean. Right. But do you think that some of these work habits, you'll feel less required to be in person for things, or you'll be able to do some of these things? It might be cheaper to do it on Zoom going forward. It would be cheaper, but also sometimes it just, it, it opens it up in a way. Like, yes, in person for sure, but sometimes there's a person that wouldn't be there otherwise, and... You couldn't do it with that one per. It would be very difficult with that one person not being in the room. But if everybody's on the same playing field, it's fine if one guy's in Florida and one's in New York and one's in Chicago. and one, It doesn't matter. So it lets you put together more interesting groups sometimes. Do you think it's going to free up people who live in other places? Oh. I mean, because if you're going to work with 
whoever, whatever their job is, they don't necessarily have to be in L.A. Yeah, of course, it depends on what we're talking about. But, yeah, there's it's going to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've and heard some that. Of it's, some of it's better. You do still need human connection, and that, that, that's going to... It's never going to go away. Right. No, it's a balance. But I do think that when it all shakes out, there's st- there will be more successful remote working than there used to be. Yeah, for sure. All of that kind of thing. Okay, well, this has been a great conversation. Does anyone else have anything they want to add about their year of the pandemic? Anything that they specifically want to note to remember, note to going forward? I do not. I can't think of anything. <laughs> Are you excited to see family soon? We have not. Yes. Yes, definitely. Normally, you know, we would see family multiple times a year. We love spending time with family, grandparents and cousins. And this year we were able to see family in the summer, but, you know, no holidays with families, nothing like that. And so I think we're excited to to see our loved ones, right? Mm-hmm. I am. I'm super excited. Okay, that was great. Thanks for chatting with me. I'm glad we went through this year together. There's no other people on the entire planet I would want to spend a pandemic with than y'all and Kona. Calling your puppy. Okay. We did it. And you've just listened to the 10 Things to Tell You podcast. You can find the show notes and subscribe to episode emails at 10thingstotellyou.com slash podcast. And you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at 10 Things to Tell You. Remember, this is an interactive podcast. I have 10 things to tell you, and you have 10 things to tell. So take this topic to your journal or a friend or post on social media using the hashtag 10 things to tell you. These episodes are meant to bring connection with others and ourselves and spark better conversations. Thanks for listening. Now go share something.